Okay, episode uh, 16, 17 of Hard to Please with Bobby. <laughs> I don't know where we're at. We're somewhere. Um, but today I have an IV from Rat Bath. Hi. Um, so I'll let you introduce yourself. Give yourself a little a little intro. Uh, so my name is Ivy Escobedo. I'm roughly about 27 years old. Um, I've lived in Milwaukee my entire life. I've played in many... <clears throat> Uh, projects, mostly punk and emo, and uh, these days I play bass and do backing vocals for a the alternative band named Bratbath. Okay, I have to ask because I've always wondered, how did the name Ratbath come to be? So, it's funny that you ask that because there's we always change the story. It was like, one of our more recent ones was... Um, we all had dreams of um, owning a pet salon that only gave baths to rats. Um, that's obviously <laughs> like a far fetch. There was another one that like included like absorbing the power of like rats under the moonlight as we dance or like some kind of ritual or something like that. I, I always forget exactly what I said. Like I said it word for word I, on one of our TikTok promos for like um, the album release show that we did uh, last month. Yeah. And I... I literally already forgot what I said. <laughs> I mean, the reasons you gave, I am kind of in love with. I just remember when, because you had, I had bought one of those t-shirts from you. I think I was pretty pregnant when I bought it from you because <laughs> I, I remember I got like an XL because I was like, this is the only size that'll fit me right now. Um, but I just remember like, I was like, rat bath. Like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of in love with the name. I think <laughs> it's like, it's. It's a little off-putting, but like in a cute way. Yeah, it's, it's like a cute kind of like... Like, oh, the rats do need a bath. Yeah, little <laughs> rats do need a bath. Um, I'm glad somebody cares about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I remember I, I've worn the the shirt. Um, like I wear it. It's like I've worn it to work a couple times. And like I, it gets recognized. Like I've had mm. people be like... Damn. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially I feel like Walker's Point is a very like a lot of people who frequent Camino and Walker's Point. Like they... You know, they they listen to a lot of local bands, but yeah. like also like like my like younger sister too has been to one of your oh, concerts. Yeah, yeah, that's that was kind of wild because I I like saw them and then I was like, that that looks a lot like Eva, but that that can't be. But Eva. that's not Eva. There's no, there's no <laughs> way. Like she's way too busy to be at this basement show of all places. Yeah, no, <laughs> they. I remember it because. They had posted videos at the concert, and then I, I remember I was just like, "Wait a goddamn minute!" <laughs> and like I remember like telling them that like that I was like, "Yeah, like my friend is in that band," and they're like, "That's so cool!" <laughs> um, and I was like, "I actually lived in an apartment, and then I didn't sublet it directly to you, but you took over my room." Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but okay, so I don't know. I feel like a lot of the artists I've I've had a lot of. Um, people on here, artists on here who have talked about like Milwaukee's rap scene and like that side of things. But I haven't had anybody on yet to talk about like the band scene because there, I feel like it's like when you think of the leading genres in Milwaukee, it's like like the alternative bands and then it's rap, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I don't know. Talk to me a little bit about 
like how how do you feel that the scene has um changed over the i feel like since 2020 it's changed a lot oh yeah absolutely Um, the pandemic changed a lot it also brought a lot of things to light Mm -hmm. about like the dark side Mm -hmm. of like the band scenes like i guess talk to me a little bit about like how you feel like it's changed over the years um so i will say that like before the pandemic there were like a bunch of like new kind of like um diy venues opening up all at the same time but not even at the pandemic but like maybe a couple months before um a bunch of them just started closing down because it turns out that it was like they just couldn't make enough money to make ends meet or some kind of uh damage to the property issue or just some kind of um landlord bs yeah um (laughs) And especially during the pandemic, because it felt like, well, not only did like all shows cease, like not just rap, but also like all of the the rock bands and the alternative bands and even even the punk bands, which you you would think would keep the whole thing going. But like, they, you know, they they care about their own health, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was like a whole bunch of artists just kind of like either decided to call it quits or pursue pursue new things like yeah. i i'm aware of a couple artists that have just kind of like given up on making music or at least stopped making that their full-time responsibility and then just gone on to like do podcasts or like even try being youtubers or just tiktok famous if yeah. that's even a thing <laughs> at um, some point it was yeah and yeah, it was like immediately after the pandemic there were like a bunch of new bands that like I had never heard of like I think were formed during the pandemic and they just like met up online or something mm-hmm. and it was just like a bunch of these like younger bands like off the top of my head I can think of like uh Bug Moment comes to mind like um it seems like a lot of people who aren't necessarily super plugged into that like scene like at least know of that band because they were like one of the younger but like also more hype kind of bands that come out that have come out since that time um it's like there are far less all ages venues i will say since since the pandemic um because as i said before before that like all the all ages venues they existed but they just weren't they didn't make ends meet enough of the time to be able to like stay open. And so most of the venues that unfortunately most bands have to play at are like 21 plus, like 18 plus sometimes uh, there there's like maybe three all ages venues I can think of off the top of my head. Um, But yeah, that, that, that kind of brings into question what you were saying about like the dark side of it, because like, um, when all those all ages venues started closing down, like it became a little obvious that like there were more things going on. Like there was some kind of like red tape being set up in, in the city that like prevented more of that. Yeah. 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 I feel like too. Well, cause okay. I think about, I mean, the internet has been important obviously, mm-hmm. but like 2020, I mean, we were on there. Like yeah. everybody was online almost all the time. Yeah. Like there wasn't much to do. Um, mm-hmm and sometimes that's how we interacted with each other too right exactly and so i feel like that how i mean that was really beneficial to a lot of like milwaukee artists like across the board across all genres across all mediums even 
um, for them to gain traction, um, you know, gain fans, followers, all that. And but with that also comes, you know, people who have known that there's been people in these scenes that have done shitty things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took that it, it unfortunately, but also fortunately took that for them to come forward you know and but no what you were saying about the venues is i feel like like pre-covid i didn't know about and a lot of venues Mm -hmm. in milwaukee and like now that because there's like there's washroom there i mean there's like you know you got your your normal ones like Mm -hmm. cactus club and ryman cafe and like liniments and all that but Mm -hmm. like i feel like basement shows have made a comeback Mm -hmm. which i love they sure have I haven't attended one yet, but I love that they're around. I love that my... Oh, you've got to go one of these days. I know, I know. But I also am like, I think about... I, I talked about this in one of the episodes about um, the party route in Milwaukee mm. is like, you know, you start doing like the basement parties and that, you know, and so I, I don't know why. I just, I feel like the second I enter like... A basement show it's gonna be like a portal to like the old eva and i don't know if i i don't know if i need to bring her back i, I think she's good in the past <laughs> i guess that that de- de- bleh, that depends on what you mean by old eva be- because like i think i met you in 2018 oh she was reinvented by then okay reinvented eva. that was the- i met reinvented eva <laughs> yeah that was that was eva who somewhat i mean to be fair, I had an eating disorder, but I had somewhat of a grip on life during that time. I started yeah. school. Yeah. We actually, I feel like we both met at a very transformative time in our mm-hmm. lives. Like, Yeah, because by the time that we had met, I, had, I think it was a month after I had just come out as trans. Yeah, because I remember I met you and then um, like it got put on Facebook and like people were surprised and I was like, what like i i was like <laughs> like duh. you knew it yeah I was before like, anybody else even angel which yeah. is like kind of the reason we met yeah i was like okay wait are we not all on board here <laughs> like i thought we were all on board but i guess not no that was that was a wild time but um no anyways so um yeah no but i feel like with the pandemic i i mean i didn't even know who like social sig was until like a year ago mm-hmm. and like they're pretty big um and i do think that it's it's interesting to like think about the with like the bands in milwaukee y'all be touring yeah like i did not realize that until maybe even this year like it's it's i feel like it's maybe not i don't want to i maybe easy isn't the right word but easier for bands to go on tour than rappers I feel like there's there's some truth to that. Yeah, because, like the local yeah, ones, you know? Because, how do I explain this? It's like, there's a lot of, like, planning that goes into, like, making sure these tours happen and that there's, like, a guarantee and that, like, we have somewhere to sleep and stuff. Yeah. But I can't imagine how much harder it would be for someone who... Because in the bands, we at least have, like, at least one person who handles that responsibility. If not, it's, like, divided amongst, say, there's five people in that band. It's divided amongst three or four of them. Right. And, but, like, when it comes to rappers, like, it feels like if if they don't have, like, a manager or, like, a team that, like, can communicate effectively via email or something like that, like, it gets a little hard 
to like make that happen, especially because there's there's things to worry about, like lodging, there's gas, there's how you're going to feed yourself, how, like yeah. how you're going to get to and fro. Like I, I straight up can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah, I feel like in like the rap category, it's it's it makes more sense to have somebody who's, you know, a little bit more established than you, they go on tour and they kind of bring you along, like, as, like, their opener. Yeah. Whereas, like, with bands, like, because, I mean, it's, I feel like it's, like, you just got to look up, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, this is all me guessing, but, like, you got to just, like, go and be on lineups with similar bands and other, like, states that are kind of doing the same vibe as you. Um, it's kind of like that. It's, it's sort of like it is also just kind of like reaching out and like really like because once you have your music put out on like streaming services like that's when like talent buyers feel more susceptible to like giving you a chance or like listening to you and then after that either the talent buyer puts together the bands for the bill or the band themselves put the bill together after finding a venue yeah and Part of the struggle is finding the, a venue that will take us and then give us like a decent guarantee because um, Rat Bath, having come back from a tour earlier this year, we found out, a, you know, there are a couple places that don't have very good uh, right. means or promises to make. Not, not, not to say that <laughs> I said promises, but like I'm not bad-mouthing promises in milwaukee by any means like i love that place <laughs> shout out promises shout out joey turbo <laughs> um but yeah um there are quite a few places it, it's weird it's mostly like the east coast mm-hmm. kind of places that like sometimes they'll give you some kind of promise but then like fail to deliver on it or like say xyz is why you didn't make this much money and it it's usually something really strange that they never divulged to us until yeah. it was too late. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, because like booking shows like in Milwaukee, a lot of times the pay was based off of like liquor sales mm-hmm. or um, what have you. And so it just like makes sense in Milwaukee to create a bill with similar artists so that, you know, their fans, everybody brings, you know, their own fans in. And mm-hmm. then um, you kind of just like capitalize off that. But OK. Yeah. So, yeah, you just went on tour. Mm-hmm. How was that? It was fun. I actually really enjoy touring. Um, it, it. <laughs> I say this almost jokingly. It's not my first rodeo. Um, I've been on tours since I was eighteen. Actually, like I don't know if you know of the band Honey Creek at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple, like half of that band, used to be in a different pop punk band, and they were going to go on tour, but their bassist at the time, uh, just decided to quit or something and then they asked me to fill in for them and that was the first time I had ever really gone on tour it wasn't like a long one by any means it was like Illinois Minneapolis like some other area I can't remember um it was probably in Wisconsin we definitely played in Milwaukee though yeah um but like from that experience like I really enjoyed touring and that I feel like holds true to this day even though like they are significantly longer like the one that rap bath came back from uh was like i believe three and a half months or not three and a half months three and a half weeks yeah long and most of it was through the east coast um 
But after, you, you know, when you're on tour for a long time, like sometimes, you know, sharing the same space with the same five people, you get a little testy with each other. Sometimes you start to assume. bicker over some really questionable things. And sometimes assume. you hurt each other's feelings. And, you know, it, it you know, that's... That's an unspoken rule about being in a band, it feels like. Like, you have to maintain a positive relationship with your friend, with your bandmates, because in essence, they are your friends, even if you didn't, even if you weren't friends before the band, you right. know? Yeah. So, what's your favorite part about being on tour? <coughs> um, playing a set in a new place every time. Yeah. Like that's like new, like changing, like location. Yeah, like, like a a new place, and like a something I also really enjoy is like when we're like freshly arriving into like the city in which we're about to, or the town that we're about to play, and it's just like wow, we're actually doing it, that's we're actually cool. doing the thing. That's that that has got to be a really cool feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your least favorite place you've played? Least favorite? Give me the tea. Ooh. <laughs> and why? I think I have to say Cincinnati, Ohio. I can't even remember the name of the venue. And if I don't want to even blame the venue because it wasn't even their fault. It was just kind of the bands that we were playing with were kind of... One of them was really nice, just like really lazy about promoting. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones just... I can't remember if it was at this show or not, but like they had broken. No, actually, that was the other band. Um, these guys said that they were going to do the promotion, and then they didn't. And then when we asked them about it, they were they still didn't respond. So the other band responded, and they they took care of the promotion. But like nobody really came yeah. to that show, and we were straight up playing like in a restaurant and like it had an okay sound system like there were monitors there were like up like hanging speakers from the ceilings and it was fine like we even got a free meal but like i don't know something about that show was just so rancid and like the city itself was just really weird really i've never been to ohio cincinnati (laughs) somebody just was telling me the other day how much they hated ohio (laughs) i'm like what's going on over there like there's there's something going on in Ohio. Now that's not to say that I hate it in Ohio because some of our best shows have also been in Ohio. It's just been in like Columbus or um what's that other place? Cleveland. I feel like I'll never go to Ohio because I feel like I'll never have a reason. <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised. I mean, is that where that train crashed? I think so. Yeah. That's there so there was like a train crash in Ohio. It was like some like random rural town too where it like spilled into their like water yeah. supply or something yeah i can't remember the name of it and i feel like that happened this year but I just, yeah I can't remember and i remember i remember the first thing i did was look up how far away it was from ohio <laughs> i was like am i gonna what's going on in ohio <laughs> i mean what's the closest you've been to ohio i don't even know where ohio is <laughs> in, so it's like geographically i got no idea it's like between i think i think it's between pennsylvania and indiana so indiana probably then. okay because <laughs> i was supposed to be like where the fuck is pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i know like the midwest yeah and i think that's like i mean i could probably figure out some stuff on the west coast mm-hmm. if you had me figure out a map but 
um yeah i'm not i'm not gonna be able to get that down but interesting um gps is such a game changer for touring i swear i believe i it's funny though because so i've lived in milwaukee for five years now wow and um and like i get i'm like to the point where like i pride myself on like knowing how to get around places Mm -hmm. like i literally (laughs) it's to the point where i had somebody in my car recently and i looked up how to get somewhere and then immediately said i'm not looking it up because i don't know how to get there i'm looking it up to see how much time it is till we get there because i wanted them to know i knew how to get there yeah and i i don't know why it it is so important to me (laughs) but it is because i feel like it means like i really i'm here (laughs) yeah like you you've planted your roots here even uh, if you're I, not from here. Yeah, I mean, I, and I also didn't mean to plant my roots here, but I, you know, I had a kid, so yeah. we're, we're kind of fucking, yeah. we're here now. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, so what's next for Rat Bath, since you guys are fresh off a tour? Um, so you just released an album. Yeah, we released an album in November. We played a release show for that um, at the Collectivo Backroom, which... Ooh, um, how'd that go? It it went really well. Yeah. Uh, the room was pretty full. We did not sell it out, but um, there were a lot of people that came, and it it felt really important to like not only to have chosen those bands that we played with because Cat in the Hurricane and Gold Steps, like those bands, have really like gone to bat for us as Rat Bath when it felt like a bunch of other bands maybe just kind of like side-eyed us or just like brush us off or type type beat yeah and like also because like it turned into an event where there were just like a bunch of every single one of the band's like supporters Mm -hmm. like biggest i don't want to say biggest fans because that's that's kind of a stretch but like you know my twin sister was there like my nephew was there like uh one of my really close like now former work friend because she uh she doesn't work there anymore she doesn't work with me anymore but um yeah she was there and you know it, it was it was just like a bit pretty big event for it felt like a big deal for us yeah no i like that i like like when i felt like so far like in my i guess creative career because i've done a lot of random shit yeah um you know as long as it like i feel like I used to like quantify my success when it came to that by like the turnout or how much money I made or whatever. And now I quantify it with like how satisfied am I with the turnout, you mm-hmm. know? And like, I think it's like a good mindset to have, like the way you're describing it is, yeah, maybe we didn't sell out, but like, I'm so proud of the show that we put on, mm-hmm. you know? I think that that's like a really good way to look at it. And like, we put a lot of thought into it and like, it's it's not that like it's lost in the ether that only the people who were there will be able to experience it because actually the the full show is uploaded to our YouTube. Oh really? So yeah, you could you could go ahead and watch it. I will warn everybody listening though, I did not do my best backing vocal performance, <laughs> so please do not mind everything I am doing with that mic. Just pay attention to how I'm playing that bass because I promise you it's not gonna be good if you pay attention to my vocals. Did you um did you teach yourself how to play bass? Um, yes. It was it was actually kind of interesting because when I first picked up bass, I I taught myself by like playing other bands' songs and I didn't think about like writing my own songs until I was like seventeen. Yeah. But somewhere between that, I think by the time I was like twelve, I this is kind of funny. I joined my middle school's like band program 
and I really wanted to play like the standing double bass, but it turns out our school didn't have that kind of funding. I don't know why that just feels on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't have that kind of funding to ha- to like have this uh, double bass. So they were like, just play trombone. You're you're playing a bass clef. It's kind of the same thing. And it's like, it's a brass instrument, first of all. I'm using my lips to play that That's thing. like when I joined percussion in seventh grade and the teacher was like, just play bells. It's the same thing. I was like, it's not the fucking same thing. What? Not even close. <laughs> it's in the same, like, area. But yeah. it is playing like, bells versus hitting a snare drum. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, very different. Like, one is more melodic and one is just straight up on, like, rhythm. And- yeah. Or like timing or whatever and yeah it's funny because by the time I started like learning and like being comfortable playing trombone because I played that bitch for like five years and um by the time I got really comfortable with that like for some reason something in my brain just kind of like clicked where I could like translate what was going on on trombone to bass guitar okay and while I'll admit that a lot of my early like freshly written songs like especially when i was like 16 17 were just god awful and i never want to dig those up ever but like oh god it was a band i had with one JC. like and she'll release uh, no, I'm kidding. oh my god <laughs> um no that's cool i le- i taught myself one song on the bass when i was like set because we got a i don't know how, we ob- somehow we obtained a bass in our home and I taught myself that one song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the, the Hallog Oh, uh, that song. You know what I'm talking about? What is it called? God, I, I know. I, I I can't think of the name right now, but you know the song. Yeah, I know. You the know song. the song. Yeah, yeah, I taught myself that. <laughs> and then I was going to continue with it. And I don't, after I taught myself the song, I was like, my work here is done. Yeah. I was like, that's all I needed to know. But no, I grew up, my dad, he can play pretty much every song in metallica on the drums nice yeah we grew up with like like he had like in the living room like a giant drum set and like i just remember being like a a little kid and he would do um like the drum competitions at like the guitar center oh wow and i would just be there like on my mom's shoulders like (laughs) supposed to go to school and like how many hours (laughs) just kind of cheering him on yeah like the only kid in the fucking building yeah no my dad he um his his Yahoo email that I don't think works anymore, but oh it was God. like like Deaf Drummer or something at Yahoo.com. <laughs> yeah, he was he was super into that. Um, so yeah, and then he wanted to do bass, and we got the bass somehow. And yeah, I taught myself one song, and I was like, you know what, that's it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> it, it feels like that's kind of how it was for me when I like first picked it up. When I first picked up bass too, because I was like, I told myself I was gonna learn a couple songs from like no effects or like green day or something and then i just kind of said okay i guess i'm like okay at this now and then i it i don't want to say i like stopped caring but like being in band class and picking up a different instrument somehow reignited the fire inside of me to like want to keep making music yeah and it's been an arduous journey but here i am 10 years later 10 years later look at you go i when i was growing up i really wanted to be a singer actually i I was the lead of two musicals when nice. I was younger. Like, and when I'm saying younger, I mean like like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And like I was in like not only like choir, but like a choir outside of school that like oh, my mom like, put me in. Yeah, like I really wanted to pursue singing. Um, my parents always were like, just try out for like um, America's Got Talent or like they wanted That's me so bad. But also I was like, 
like my parents are deaf i'm like y'all y'all really don't know what you're rooting for you can't <laughs> hear me at all you're just kind of guessing I mean, you have to have been at least decent if you got lead parts I think I would, but I think that's what it was. I was decent. Okay. I think I was decent. Um, when I was in high school, uh, there was like some like group that I'm not going to name because somebody's going to go dig this up on SoundCloud and I don't oh. need that in my life. But <laughs> I like did like a song with them. Um, yeah. And then my music career just kind of stopped. <laughs> I just kind of left it there. But I also think that that's why like when I like met Fiji and everything, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I still want to do something like in the music industry would be cool uh just maybe not i know i but okay i still be like when i'm driving like i still i know i'm listening to like a cali mm-hmm. song i pretend it's me up yep. on stage in my head i'm yeah. like you know what i mean you have yeah. to I, absolutely. okay actually probably even who people who have never wanted to pursue music probably do that so I, i'm not special like... <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so how, was were you in like the beginning of rap bath like how did you guys all form because i mean i think of like when you're a kid and it's like you want to be in a band yeah was it like that at all no okay so like <laughs> full disclosure like the other four members of rap bath are not from milwaukee oh really yeah um our drummer nikki she's from green bay appleton area i believe uh our guitarist roshin she's from chicago originally hmm. Um, or some sur- suburb close to Chicago. Uh, Cora is from Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. And Fred, I believe, is from Arkansas, and I, they just like grew up in Iowa, so like they they're kind of from Iowa. So do they all live here now? Yeah, they they all live here now. Like it, it's kind of funny. Like actually, around the same time that I met you, mm-hmm. I was. Actually, no. It was a year later. Uh, by the time that I had moved in with um, Jay and Vanessa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I had met actually Cora first, and then uh, Roshin, Fred later. I, we actually didn't meet Nikki until like 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 mid twenty twenty two, I think, because she was playing drums for. Uh, her other band, Pescatarian at Best. Um, I love the name of that band. <laughs> that is a genius it's, name. It's a pretty good name. <laughs> because yeah. how many times would I was you're a vegetarian? No, I'm a pescatarian. No, I'm a pescatarian. Because pescatarian. it's like a, like I couldn't do the full, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's a great name. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's, no. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, actually, uh, Ratbath's Beginnings was like, we we tell this tale all the time on TikTok because it's true. But like it started because uh Fred got into an argument with someone over whether or not Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance was a country album. It is. Okay. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and <clears throat> uh that spiraled into Fred convincing Cora and like three other people to like come together and like not really start a band but just do like a my chemical romance halloween cover set because um they're the place that cora and fred frequented frequently played at was the public house and they were in a folk punk duo at this at the time and it was just them two 
Um, so that they were really experimenting what it was like to be a band. And I think they played like three shows in 2019 and then the pandemic happened. And actually, no, their last show was in 2020, but it was because it was Fred's birthday, which was like the last day of February. Gotcha. Because I, I don't know how many people actually remember, but I, re- I feel like everything started to shut down like in March 15th, um, 16th I or was, something. I was at a music festival oh, from fuck. literally March 5th to like March 8th oh of 2020. God. And I remember like we were at the music festival and people were like joking about it because we're at a music festival. Mm-hmm. And that was still at the time where everything was like coming out. But then it was like the one of the last days and it's like, oh, so this festival just got canceled and this one and we're like driving home and I'm like, uh, and I came back and I worked one day and they were like, okay, we're shutting down. I was like, hold what? the phone. Yeah. So I went to literally a music festival in March of 2020, which is insane to think about. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, <laughs> that's insane. And it's <laughs> that's like wild. Yeah. But also like nobody, there was no like um, reports of like outbreak at that festival so mm-hmm. I think it was like because it was still coming out so everybody must have we got there and then it happened you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like we were we were safe no yeah <laughs> but um but I was like the tent this tent in a field in Florida will hold us down <laughs> <laughs> damn y'all were in Florida too. yeah damn. we were in, we were in the deep in the peninsula yeah deep and we were just like we're good we'll be fine I mean we y'all, didn't co- y'all didn't come didn't come back sick. I'll say that much. No, I didn't get COVID. Uh, the first time I got COVID was in 2021, and I think I've had it. I've had it twice. I think I've also had it twice. But Sonia's never had it. At this point, get it would out. be embarrassing for her to get it. What if she got fuck? it now? I'd be like, okay, no, it's fucked up. Is you know my friend Julia, right? Yeah. Um, she got COVID. Uh, the like Christmas last year, uh-huh. and I was like covid in 2022 how embarrassing i got it on new year's oh my god the first day of 2023 i was like oh my fucking god i was like of course oh my god um but yeah it was like they they played that last show um at fred's birthday and then with the pandemic they decided to go in a hiatus and then in the meantime fred was like working on some solo shit which some of it ended up being rap out songs um and then when they came together um first off like when they first started as a band they had a keyboard player mm-hmm. but then when they tried to reform um their keyboard player was just like i don't really want to do this anymore bye and that's Ooh. it uh so that's when they brought in Roshin. Uh, instead of playing keys, she can play guitar, and she brought like a much more like ele- like emo element to the kind of country thing that they were going for. Yeah, and the other two members base essentially quit for the same reason, but at the same time, where it was like they learned that they really don't like to tour or yeah. like play that many shows, and I believe their bassist at the time was like more into it for hanging out with friends than he was like playing music. Whereas for me, it's both i like both equally yeah there's a it's it's like i never really i don't think i realize there are so many different reasons people will make music and not all of them is because they like to do live shows like i always i always i guess i just figured that like why wouldn't you love to do that Mm -hmm. um because i have uh, actually the guy who owns the studio joey of green tunnel studios Mm -hmm. shout out um he i remember he made 
um, an album a couple years ago. I don't know. He did like a little home show. It was it was a really cool like setup um, and just kind of performed for his close friends and family. Some really good songs that he made. And I remember asking him around that time, like, what is your goal with like your music? And he was like, honestly, if I just have to keep working, like serving, you know, working, whatever I'm doing just so I can make music, then I'll do it. And I'm like, that is a great way to look at it. Yeah. But also, I it, I guess it just baffled me that he had no interest in doing... I mean, maybe he does now. I don't want to speak for him. But yeah. um, <laughs> he'll be a guest on the podcast eventually. But like, it baffled me that somebody wouldn't want to do live shows because why wouldn't you want to... As my perspective, like, why wouldn't you want to show people your music in that setting? Yeah. But there's a lot of people who just don't, genuinely don't want to. Yeah. So actually, funny story, you mentioned this. Um... Uh, when I was like 17, 18, I was learning a lot about like power violence and stuff, which is like an offshoot of like punk and metal where it's just like really, really fast and really, really explosive. Um, what's it called? Power violence. <laughs> that sounds just like a really weird like subcategory of porn. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure it's posted somewhere. Yeah. Go um, <laughs> but there was, there was this band called Despise You and they had like some of the like fastest, most chaotic, but also like just like unnerving kind of songs that you've ever heard. And because I was like a punky elitist at the time, I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. I need more of it. And then I did some more digging on it and I went and saw them live actually here in Milwaukee because they were playing with another hardcore band called Weekend Nachos that had kind of a similar sound. Love the name. Yeah, I love that name. And I still love that band, um, even though they've been broken up for years. Anyway. Um, Despise You played that show, and as it turns out, they were, they've been a band since, like, the 90s, and they only just started playing shows by that point. Really? Because I read online, their vocalist had the worst case of stage fright ever, and he never wanted to play shows live. Like, they just had, like, three records worth of, like, music, like, some stuff that you can really imagine people like getting punched to or just like running around in circles really fast for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and no, they like they just started playing live shows around like 2014. It was so wild. That is that is wild. I wonder the conversations that took place to like get to convince him. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it had to be quite often. I yeah. would assume that they're bringing it up. Mm-hmm. But no, that's crazy. That is so crazy. I I know. I think that it's really cool to f- see somebody find their stage presence. Like, um, it's cool to see like people who are your friends be on stage too, because like, there's oftentimes there's like a switch that's flipped. Mm-hmm. Like when you're off stage versus on. I mean, smoke comes yeah. to mind. Like yeah. he, smoke him, man. he, him he, chilling he versus him on stage. I am like, could got. I mean, night and day, night and day. I'm like, it is literally. He just. It's like a. It's a whole persona that mm-hmm. he turns on. And, which I think is like it's it's pretty fucking cool that people can do that. Um, I get on stage and I am just the same fucking Eva. <laughs> That's why I have to take a, sh- a couple shots before I get up there if I'm going to introduce somebody. Um, but no, yeah, I love all these band names that you're sharing with me. I actually too, it's like crazy that there is really so many different genres of like music like going on in Milwaukee that just they haven't kind of had like their breakthrough moment yet mm-hmm. like i said like you know you have like the alternative scene and then like the rap scene but like there's so many other genres like people that people are creating within that mm-hmm. like i feel like it'll be cool over like the next couple of years like to see 
like that route you know what's what's also really interesting especially since uh rap path has been like just a tiny bit more on the road these days is that like it seems like people from other states and like other cities are like taking notice that milwaukee is like developing its own like very unique brand of like music because while some of those states saw the like cities just completely like collapse as like local scenes or diy scenes go like milwaukee somehow is thriving yeah no people are starting to take notice of us like i mean you think of like um like khalil Mm -hmm. yeah like he's been doing really fucking good social sig's been fucking killing it yeah social sig has been blown up shut up parker schultz bro did you know that uh so julia uh before she moved to milwaukee um (laughs) so she basically it it was a weekend it was just, just one weekend where she was just like i need to move out of my parents house or her mom's house. The next mm-hmm. day I saw my friend post that she was subletting her room um, at this place over um, off, like literally, uh, you know where that church is uh, by Bremen Cafe? Yeah. Across the street, like where that like little corner store is. Yeah, I also uh, used to live over by there. Yeah, and so I saw somebody was subletting a room. I like hooked her up with like the person subletting. She ended up moving in. And so she moves in and then she like hit me up like, it was, like, two weeks after she, like, started living there. And she was like, hey, like, what are you doing tonight? Um, my downstairs neighbor is having a show and invited us. We should go. And I was like, yeah, like, who's your downstairs neighbor? And she's like, hold on, let me send you their Instagram. And it's fucking Parker. It's, oh it's literally social yeah, sick. I'm like, Parker Schultz. <laughs> I'm like, you live above what? Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, he was super nice. Like, let's, I'm like, you don't even, What? <laughs> I'll never forget this. The first time I saw that dude, I straight up thought he was older than me. He is. He's like your age. So what? What? Or I'm, maybe younger. Honestly, I'm 25. Oh yeah, he's he's like 23, 24. You I think I was 23. Uh huh. It's it's like my brain stays at the exact age that I think I met you. You met me at age 20. I was oh, 20. Okay, you were 20. <laughs> Damn. I was a baby. I couldn't even buy liquor yet. Oh, damn. I really says things about my memory, son. <laughs> <laughs> like we've known each other like five years. Oh sh- damn! As as long as you've been here, then yeah. Damn. I literally when you met me, I didn't live in Milwaukee yet. Really? Yeah, I met. So I met you, and then within that same week, met Sonia, and then moved in with Sonia two weeks later. Oh, in Maryland, because okay. yeah, because I didn't move to Milwaukee until Maryland, and they mm-hmm. got it. They got that apartment that year. God, well. What was living in that room like? Because when I lived in that room, it was, it was kind of a terror. At first, it was cool. Uh huh. At first, it was cool. Um, okay. So the apartment that we're talking about, it was so it was a garden suite, and it was a very long apartment. Yeah. Like you were getting your ten thousand steps in, just walking back and forth. In yeah. That motherfucker, <laughs> it was long. Um, I like I I like to think that the apartments above it probably were really nice. Mm-hmm we were just the basement and mm-hmm. so it like fucking sucked but um i don't know at first it was really cool i think it was cool because it was my first time like living in like in milwaukee like mm-hmm. i had i had only lived in like small towns like outside of you know i lived in like hartford and you know out there mm-hmm. and so it was cool to me um and it was cool that like cuz i moved to milwaukee and got like th- fucking thrust into this friend group mm-hmm. so i was having game nights and just you know, kind of trying to like find my place, mm-hmm. and then it got bad. Shit, it got bad real fast. Um, and that's 
I mean, there was extenuating circumstances, but um, I the main thing I remember about that place and particularly that room was that like one of the windows was just like so like on the border of being shattered, but it was still oh, yeah. being held up somehow. And yeah, I lived in that bitch during the winter. <laughs> Um, I lived in that bitch during the polar vortex. Oh my god, no, yeah, you did. It oh was my god. freezing. Fuck. It was fucking freezing. And I remember I had um I had to get a space heater because it was so cold and I put like blankets up over the windows. And anytime there was more than there's three bedrooms, three people living in there, mm-hmm. anytime there was more than two space heaters plugged in, the power gone every single Fuck. time. Yeah, and like and I had never went into that one room to like turn it like that in that basement to mm-hmm. turn it on. So like I never risked getting it like mm-hmm. turning it off. But oh my god, that fucking that place was it was ridiculous. The amount of centipedes that were in that place. Yeah, there were a lot of centipedes in that bitch. And I am I'm terrified of spiders. I'm more terrified of centipedes. Really? Yeah, I don't. I th- it's it's the fact that they can go two directions at once. Oh my god! But also, I love snakes, so maybe that's not why. I maybe it's the legs. I don't it know. Might be the legs. Centipedes. I want to vomit. <laughs> but there was okay. You you frequented my house this summer. Yeah. The spiders outside my house. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole um, like graveyard out there. Oh, I made up a whole narrative just to be okay with them <laughs> living there. Like there was the queen. There was this couple, Bert and Sandy, because they were always together. I don't know how the names came to be. <laughs> but every time I'd literally check them, like, the queen's still there. But, like, I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? You're holding down the fort. You can stay out here. Just don't go in there. Yeah. Um, I would still run every time I went through the doorway. But mm-hmm. I created, like, this whole narrative. And then I had a friend come over, and she tried to, like, swat. And I was like, no! I was like... Oh my god. Not the queen, not the kingdom! <laughs> not the queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I'm okay with those spiders, but yeah. every other spider can fuck off. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't. I can't do it. But yeah, though that apartment was, oh, it was bug central. It was terrible. And then the fucking cats. I couldn't do it. Yeah, we we were talking about it a little bit in the car, but uh, one one of Eva's roommates had had three cats, two of which really just really wanted to be around people. Um, not just people, but their food. I remember one time we had a game night and we had ordered Ian's pizza and, um, we had all like got our plates and went to sit down mm-hmm. and like, we just sat down. So I didn't like eat my whole plate or anything. I got up cause I'm like, I got to go grab the hot sauce cause you can't have pizza without hot sauce. True. So I walk back to the kitchen. I get it's a long walk, but I go and the fucking whole pizza's on the ground spread Bruh. across the floor. Cause a goddamn Loki. I'm like, what is it with this goddamn cat? No, the amount of times I found that cat with chicken wings. Oh my God. It felt just, it was an unholy sight. Oh my God. <laughs> there were so many times actually where I came home and both, both Harley and Loki had gotten into like the freezer and dug out the meats that Jay had bought and were just nomming on them. (laughs) That can't be right. It, it was messed up. Like I saw them do it. I don't know why, like dogs eating like raw meat like that, that feels, that makes sense. But cats just feels something about it seems wrong. Something about it makes me feel weird inside. Yeah. Like I'm like, that just doesn't seem like it should be happening. (laughs) I also, 
No, I'm going to keep the comment I was about to make to myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was no. going to be about a cat's tongue, but <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll leave it there. Um, but all right. Well, we're wrapping up. Is there anything you want to you plug anything? Shout out anything? Um, What do I want to plug? Um, uh, do you have any idea when this is going to be coming out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right. Uh, so... Ratbath, we have a show. Um, God, what day is it? What day is it today? The 11th? It's the 11th. Uh, December 13th, uh, we have a show at X-Ray Arcade uh, opening for Vile. Uh, also playing with us are the Stink Eyes uh, X-Ray, so it's all ages, I believe. Um, I forgot the fair, but y'all can look up the flyer online. Uh, after that... Um, we're going to be taking like a short break, uh, throughout January and then embarking on another tour, uh, at the start of February, I believe. Nice. And the Instagram at names are? Uh, at rat.bath.mke. All right. Have a good one, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.